Hello, and welcome back to the Geeks at the Gates. Um, we are going to jump straight back in when we finished off last week. Still, Pat and I talking to Alice about her first experience of Doctor Who. We were sort of midway through the Eccleston era when we stopped, uh, loving Captain Jack. We were sort of in the middle of the two-parter, the empty child and the Doctor Dancers. Uh, and uh, we, we finished just deciding that we loved Captain Jack Harkness, which is a pretty reasonable thing to do, really. Uh, so, uh, we forgot the spoiler horn last week. We're going to drop that in here now, and then we're going to get straight back into it, uh, discussing Captain Jack. Here we go. Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! By a douchebag. Yeah, do. <laughs> Back to Jack, though. Back, Back to, to a lovely captain. Yeah. captain. Back to a captain. I, I love, love Captain Jack so much. I do. I think that whole thing where he, you know he can tractor tractor beams are into the ship and like he, they introduce the nanites as existing and mm. like repairing her hands because she's got rope burn from hanging from a weather balloon mm-hmm. wearing a Union Jack during the blitz. During the blitz. Like I mean that whole section is just like it's, oh, it's stunning, glorious in its ridiculousness. It's awesome. Completely. And then you know you've got Eccleston standing in the underground club going, "Has anyone seen anything fall out of the sky?" And like everyone's laughing at him. He's like, "No, seriously, I don't understand." <laughs> and then he figures it out. You know that yeah. really slow. Like, like you say, there's just so many moments of like peaks and troughs of slow build up and, and realization yeah. throughout mm-hmm. it that's just fantastic. And I really um also um like the uh, the doctor explaining it and all the people in the hospital. Like there's some moments of pure horror, just absolutely oh, brilliant yeah. moments. Absolutely. Where all the patients moment. sit up yeah. and all the patients speak and, and they all have the same yeah. fused with bone, nightmare face and then he coughs out the mask and all that fabulousness. It's just like, it's, I mean, the effects are crap, but like the concept is yeah. so strong. Um, for those of you who haven't seen The Doctor Dancers and the Empty Child, uh, links in the show, well, pictures probably in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Netflix. It's right yeah also it's on netflix so you know if you've got a netflix subscription just go and watch it yeah seriously no you'll thank us it's what alice did it's yeah. what alice did you'll thank us but yeah let's skip over boomtown and go um, straight well, to well no, i think just 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 before just to? just no 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 i was skipping out of boomtown good go thanks good um good. but no, just before we leave the doctor dancers yeah um i think the Doctor Dance is a really important episode. Be- Bananas. Because it shows a different side of Eccleston too. It shows a different side of nine. Mm. Yeah, and yes, I am somebody who refers to the Doctors by their regeneration number. Yeah, I do, it, I do it's, too. It's just a useful shorthand. It really is. Because the idea we have of nine, you know, he's he's traumatised by the time war. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's murdered his entire people. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's committed genocide against the Daleks, mm-hmm. um, which is something that he once refused to do. Yeah. And maybe he thinks that if he hadn't refused to do it when he first had the opportunity, he wouldn't have had to murder his entire people. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he, he's traumatised, he's angry, he's broken. He is a but, doctor born of war. But the end of The Doctor Dancers, everybody lives. Just this once. Just this once. Everybody lives. Stunning. And it was a beautiful moment of positivity. Absolutely. And there's also that, that moment earlier when he talks about, like, you know, this with the squareness gun. He's, you know, yeah. he, and he's like, I destroyed it and I planted a banana grove. Bananas are good. And it's like he this whole idea of, like, what he's gone through 
Mm. in terms of destroying his people and destroying the Daleks and all of the things that he thinks he's done. He's then obviously gone on in life to try to repair that. To be better. To be better by destroying weapons, by destroying places that build weapons and by changing the world in small ways so that mm. he can atone in some way. And that's kind yeah. of like, that sets that's, that sets the sort of direction for him through Boomtown, which we really don't need which to Which we're discuss. not talking about. We're not talking about it, but he doesn't want to he, he tries to give the Slitheen in that episode the possibility to atone because yeah. he has had that himself and he I think in some small weird way it sees that in sees that aspect of yes. himself. He in, sees it in that. he has done things, he is trying to redeem himself. Absolutely. This person that I'm sitting well, opposite time, needs and then, that chance. Time War basically turned him into a pacifist, which sounds strange because considering he's mm-hmm. in so many battles, but Basically, what a pacifist is is not is somebody who seeks out any solution that doesn't involve yeah a war. Yes, yeah. um, will do anything to avoid that. Yeah, and, uh, but unfortunately, he finds himself in that it, it into that situation. This is the thing, you know, you get to the end of of uh, of Boomtown, and then suddenly, Bad Wolf. Yeah, and he finds himself in that same position again. And Bad Wolf is phenomenal because those seeds have been planted. All the way through. All the way through. All the way through. didn't even realise they were there. And it was done in a really, like, subtle and smart way. Um, Thank you, Russell. In a much Um, subtler way than Mr. Saxon was done later. Yup. So you got these little, little beautiful bits of graffiti here and there. Oh, this? Suddenly there's an... (laughs) And it has been inserted into the end. So, yeah, Bad Wolf, I think, was real smart. And then, of course, it gets brought back later Mm -hmm. with the, you know, um, Donna Noble situation. <clears throat> with the something on her back and all that stuff and oh my god that whole section is stunning but yeah I, I think the the game station is a stroke of just it's a master stroke of British television genius it was and I sort of sit there I watched it when I rewatched it recently I went god no one outside of this country would understand this they had the weakest link in Big Brother in America yeah, but not with, with the but android. But not, they wouldn't have got the android. Well, yeah, the android I joke. specifically is a um, joke. You are live on channel 44,000. Please do not, not swear. swear. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and of course, Trini and Susanna, that that, was... that, that, that That's not going to carry outside of no, the UK. No, not remotely. I imagine it came, it must have come with show notes. I think you'd look good with a dog's head. I mean, that line will stay in my, <laughs> my mind until I die. Um, and, and what I loved... Where did you pull that out from? You don't want to know. What I loved about that also was that episode... Like, first of all, it had Sam and Peg in it, so come on. Um, oh, no, Sam and Peg was later. No, he was he, he was earlier. Was he earlier? Yes. Oh, yes, of he's course, yes. Dark. He's, in, he's yes. in the long game. Yes, he's in the long game. Yes, of course, sorry. Which is the same station, yeah, so you're correct. Same, yeah. Which is also the same station from the beginning, so they've been on the same yeah, station that's why I'm, times that's why, that's why I'm misremembering it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, the idea that any other show could get so many rights holders yeah. From so many different companies mm-hmm. to just go, yeah, you can use it. Yeah, absolutely. Because the weakest link was owned by the BBC. Yep. But Big Brother wasn't. Nope. And, oh. uh, what else? What else was was like, on that? T Davis did have links Chapel from Chris. Berkeley. He did. Mm-hmm. But even so, I mean, yeah. it's it's one thing to be able to ring your mate and go, oh, by the way, can we just use your format on our show? Yeah, yeah. It's quite another for the lawyers to say, okay, by all means. Yeah. Um. So, so I mean that. 
I suppose you can't say no to Doctor Who, can you? Well, exactly. It sort of shows you. It shows you the affection in which Doctor. Absolutely. Because I'm fairly and sure. It's the first series, the first yeah. of the new series as well. I think know. it shows. I think it shows how much so many people wanted it to succeed. Mm, definitely. Um, I loved it. I thought it which was is, phenomenal. Which is why I I do feel that Eccleston gets a bit of a bad rap. Mm. Um, a lot of people. A lot I was going to say we need to talk about. A lot of people this. don't. <laughs> Very unwell doing it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people tell people, "Oh, you know, start with Tenant." A lot of so it. Pe- but can you imagine if Doctor Who comes back in two thousand and five, and it sucked? Yeah. It could so easily have gone wrong. Yeah. And if it had. It would have gone. We'd be talking about Doctor Who now the way we were talking about it after the TV movie. Yeah. You know, uh, it was great, but it's never coming back. It's mm. over. It's done. And instead, Eccleston absolutely nailed it. He was fine. There, there are a couple of dodgy episodes, all of which involve Slovene. Yeah. Um, that's not. I think every dodgy Doctor Who episode in the first few series contains yeah. Slovene. That's not on. That's not on Eccleston. No. He didn't write that. No. He didn't create those creatures. He did tell them to stop fighting. He did do that. Um, <laughs> he 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 came in, he nailed it. I mean, it, it, we know now that there was stuff going on in his personal life that made that year very difficult for mm. him. What was that specific? Because I tried looking, after you told me about this, I yeah. actually tried looking up what this was in particular. All I know is that it turns out he's had a lot of, it, body image. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he was really struggling. That he had. Yeah. I don't know whether whether he was officially diagnosed as an eating disorder, but he mm-hmm. had basically. He had issues. Yeah. Um, and working in the film and television industry, that can't. And there was. Sorry, listeners. I've. I've oh, it's okay. I'm afraid you're live on podcast. Please do not swear. <laughs> it's all right. The podcast. The podcast doesn't get bleeped, and the radio version has a bleep track, which I will spend my morning tomorrow sorting out. Bye. Sure, and I was raised by a foul that oh. swore like a sw- but yeah, but he, he sorry, mum. He saved, he saved <laughs> Doctor Who. He did. We would not have Doctor Who were it not for Eccleston. True. And one of the things that I, I think he gets a really bad rap. One of the, well, one of the mm. things that I love about Doctor Who fandom is there was some negative reaction when Eccleston apparently just walked at the end of the, and it doesn't help that it was announced the that he was leaving the day after the first episode aired. Yeah. That, well done, BBC. That was not great timing. Uh, I suppose learned. I suppose it would have leaked. I, yeah. And it, I understand there were some conflicts with Russell T Davis and the direction the show was going and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I also heard that he had issues with the BBC and like how mm. the production was I, generally being I think, run, and it wasn't just how it was affecting him, but also everyone else. Yeah, I think that there was there was, there was a lot of stuff around gross. that. But I, and there was some negative fan reaction to that. But and and Eccleston stayed away from fandom for quite a long time. I think because he thought he was going to get aggravation. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done a few conventions now, and you know I, I've heard him interviewed, and he's kind of said you know how much he loves the fans, how welcoming the fans have been yeah. to him, and I I love. The who who fandom has Sorry. has its problems. Yeah, it does. Uh, and which we'll get to when we get to Jodie Whittaker, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, but it took us that long to get another northern doctor. I'm just going to say it right now. It took us how well, long? To get Scottish is pretty northern. 
Yes, another Northern English. He book. doesn't play it. I mean, okay, he didn't play it as Scottish, no, he didn't. but he, he. Which is disappointing. But then, of course, <coughs> Capaldi did. So at least we got yeah. our Scottish doctor in the end. He'll go. You can't tell him that. He'll go all Scottish. Um, in joke. You'll get there. You will get there. <coughs> um, but I, I love. <clears throat> I love that there is this positivity oh, in God, Who Found Them. Oh, so much to talk about when Capaldi. Oh, um. Uh, that, that, I, that I don't. So, so that's like, do we want to say anything else about Eccleston before we move on to Tammy? I love him and I absolutely love his final sort of moments in Parting of the Ways when he's. Oh. He, yeah, he, he, before, just before he regenerates. Can I, can I do the line? Do it. Can I do the line? You were fantastic and so was I. Yes. Uh, and he really was. He's got, he's got the best last line of any regenerating doctor yes. thus far. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, you've not seen Tenants yet, have you? No. Sorry, so I'm looking at, this is Radio Gold. I'm looking at Alice when I said that. Um, I obviously have because I'm all caught. Tenants, Tenants' last line is probably more famous. Mm. But and, I think it's because... And utterly in character. Is, it, is that probably because he's more universally loved Yes, maybe. I think, but yeah, and he probably. did it. For, he, he did it for three seasons. Um, he did, yeah, yeah. three seasons. Whereas Eccleston obviously just won. Everyone kind of was so quick to move on, and I think mm. in a lot of ways, like you know, um, if you look, if you just look from a design perspective, like which is my life, uh, uh, you know, if if you look at them, Eccleston is very simple in his design concept. Like with the Doctor, you look at him and you see him with his like buzz cut. Black on black on black, very very basic costume. Yeah, I can actually make it from my wardrobe, which is great. Um, yeah, I I, I don't have a tan leather jacket, but apart from that, I can do Eccleston's costume. Right, I, and then you know you just look, and then you take someone you go you go to uh, Tennant and the way he's lasted for three seasons, and you know his costuming was instantly more interesting. His hair, you know, he had the three D glasses. Tennant's and Tennant's hair took a lot longer in makeup than, than Eccleston's did. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. And I think one of the the other the reasons why he's always like people talk to him was because he was visually more interesting mm. from the get go. Yeah. And it, like whereas Eccleston was char- from a character perspective an absolutely brilliant doctor. Phenomenal. And I think he was really interesting as a character. Yeah. But I think visually like he didn't have that pull. And I think one of the reasons people think about and remember and remember all the stuff with Tenant, I think a big part of that is a visual. It's just the way we I, look at things and the way we I think so. see stuff. Mm-hmm. I think so. And so, therefore remember stuff. So, so Tenant comes to us in the first Christmas special. He does. Sorry, can I go back? Yes, go back. Rewind, rewind. Insert noise of TARDIS here. <laughs> going back in time so my final thoughts about Eccleston yeah now at first I thought eh um I think it's just with all I think it's with what other people have said Mm, and and what the fandom have been saying for years with regards to Eccleston but I think in more recently I think people have I don't want to say forgave him but recognize him all going on yeah 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 um so I think in light of that and actually sitting down and watching it, um, I would say that he's not my favourite Doctor. I don't think i found my Doctor yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Do you know what? He was a re- he was the perfect doctor to bring the series back, I think. Mm, definitely. He he was fantastic. I think he was an incredible bridging doctor. Yeah. Um because In McGann fact, was so polarizing. Mm. And I think Eccleston, whilst at the time being less polarizing, I think, than McGann, um, I think, you know, he, he really did give it a really solid start. Yeah. And I think it was very brave of him to take the role as well, because goodness me, like... Well, I mean, after, given... After what happened with McGann, yeah. but, but also, given Eccleston's reputation as a serious actor, mm. I mean, you know, before, be, be, before Doctor Who, he was our friends in the North, he yeah. was uh, Second Coming, um, he, he, he was in Gone in 60 Seconds, so, you know, there's that. Um, but... Yeah. You know, Doctor Who is a tea time kids show. Yeah. That was very not his brand. Mm. So it's quite a dangerous departure for him. Um, and there, were, there was so much riding on it. And, you know, he'd seen what had happened to McGann. And a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, that was brave. It was brave. I I, I, I like And I feel Eccleston's like it's only until now people are giving him that credit. Absolutely. I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I think so. And just to say something to the whole status of him being a serious actor... Can I just say, yet again, he is a northerner. He's not one of these Oxbridge graduates that then went on to RADA or Guildhall. Are you suggesting he's not Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> yes, essentially, although he didn't go to, or, or, he didn't go to Oxbridge, or Tom, Or Tom Hilsden. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know whether either of them went to Oxbridge, but, but, but that's who you're talking I'm about. I'm sorry not to tar everyone with the same brush here, but I feel though... But I do feel those people, and there are so many of them amongst British actors and actresses, because let's face yeah. Uh, but they're the people that actually put on these. I don't think they realise that they're doing it. Be, as we were discussing a few weeks ago, Reg, people who were brought up with privilege don't mm. quite realise. They don't recognise that they've got it. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> that article, my lord. But no, um, I think yeah. So it, he he's possibly not one of those people that would consider no. himself. And the thing is that I think actor. those yeah. people are the ones yeah. that put these airs on. He wouldn't necessarily That's elevate serious. himself. But for like for, for goodness sake, he's a northerner. <gasps> he's like they're pretty it's much the most the, the the most approachable people on. Whereas if you go down to there, it's almost like a stereotype. You go down to the <laughs> south, nobody will talk to you. Except depending on where you are down in the south, let's... I think in London that's very definitely true. Yeah. Unless I'm half southern, I'm half Londoner. So unless yeah, it's unless yeah, it's marathon day. A marathon day, yeah. Um, if you've if you've done the best walking tour of London in the world, um, and you've got a finishers medal on, um, people in London will be nice to you. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Um, any anyone listening? I, this is so off topic now, but yeah. that's that's we're so gonna, unusual. We're going to get to spinning Christmas trees in a second. So un, so great. unusual for this show. Um, but now if you. <laughs> Steve, where are you to take your target? I see, Steve, we miss you. Um, if if we if you can get yourself fit enough to do the London Marathon, you don't have to run it all. Um, I'm on this face, but do the London Marathon at some point in your life. It's the most amazing experience. It will make you see London in a very different way. Uh, it'll also make you hate Canary Wharf, mm. but that's a different thing. There's a podcast in that at some point. Um, but, but, <laughs> we'll get to Canary Wharf. Again, shortly. We are coming to Kenny. Let's actually, do yeah. that. So, yeah, so, my whole point was that he, with his background, I'm sorry, but I just don't see him as the serious actor because mm-hmm. he's because mm-hmm. I don't think he is. 
okay. It's just that he's chosen some really great projects in mm. the past. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And, that, and that's just because he's a great actor, not because, oh, I'm an actor. And you... I hate With the extra but, but, And you do get that from Raja graduates that also happen to come from very privileged, privileged backgrounds. You do. <laughs> you do. So I think that's very much unwarranted. <laughs> So we moved. We moved from from Eccleston to Tenham. To um, the Christmas invasion. The, the, the Christmas invasion. I loved the Christmas invasion so much. The spinning Christmas tree. The spinning Christmas the tree. The spinning singing Christmas tree. I think you can yeah. buy them out for these days. You probably can. Um, I don't think. I don't think I they'll chainsaw your wall. But <laughs> can I just say from the opposite? Mm-hmm. I don't think even David Tennant is my doctor. I've, I know a lot of people. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I, he's not mine either. He's he's a lot of people's doctor. He's not he, mine. He's um, I, like I said, I, I don't think I found my doctor. I ad, I ad, I adore Tennant's doctor, but mm, he's not my too. doctor. He's not mine. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit confused about who my doctor is, but that's a, that again, that's a discussion for a later podcast. Much later. But no, the Christmas invasion. Uh, the satsumas in the pockets. I mean, there's just so many glorious moments. So, so but, but I'm, it's brilliant. This is a fighting we hand. need we need immediately oh, to get to. Harriet Jones, UK Prime Minister. Oh, I know, she was she MP for Flydale North at the time. MP for Flydale Harriet North. Harriet Jones, MP, MP for Flydale North. North. Yes. Cottage hospitals. I <laughs> uh, just, I mean, fabulous. And, you know, three three words. Actually, no, she, was, pri- she about... was Prime Minister by the Christmas invasion. Yes, she was. She's MP for Flydale North in, in, in yes, the ones we're not talking about. Because by the end of the um, Christmas invasion, three words. Three Don't you think words. she looks tired? Don't you think she looks tired? And, um, Which is topical five. at the time. Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Five little words. And the thing is, that has come up again. I mean, let's not... I mean, we don't really need to talk about politics, but the same sort of thing has been said about many uh, female politicians around the world. Yeah. Well, um, it was, point. And it's been, it was it has being been said. It was being said about Tony Blair at the time. Yeah, and, and it's been, it has been weaponised against <clears throat> various um, female politicians specifically since then, which I find really interesting. And But I, what I like about Harriet Jones is... Uh, UK Prime Minister. Yes, we know who you are. We know are. who you are the whole way through. Um, that's one of my favourite running gags. Um, it is one of the best running gags in in Who. It um, really is. But I I like her because at the end of the Christmas Invasion. Oh, uh, and by the way, I'll, we'll have slotted the spoiler horn in here somewhere. Yes, love. Um, at the end of the Christmas Invasion, she shoots the Sycorax in the back. They're leaving, mm-hmm. and she has Torchwood bring them down. Yeah, this is our first encounter with Torchwood. Yes. Um, and the Doctor is incensed. Yes. Because she's just committed genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a war crime, and at, at the very least, to be discouraged. But she is acting in defence, not just of the nation, but of the world. Yeah. And. It's an interesting moral question, isn't it? Because they attacked us. Mm. Um, and it's it's kind of the question that every prime minister has to ask themselves, which is, would you push the button? Mm. Harriet Jones would, Harriet it would appear. Because button. she did push the button. Mm. Um, and the doctor is incensed by that. And that he therefore suggests that she looks tired, which is the end of her which premiership. Brilliant. Um, I mean, to, to, to his, for his response to be that, I think... Yes is very it's setting out his stall isn't it it's setting out tenant as a doctor and how he's going to respond to things like that yeah. from that point forward and i think it's really great that they actually set out how his his pattern of behavior is going to be as a doctor from the offset 
and yeah. they do it at the end of well, episode. And one. also, it does not pull its punches. No. Because um, there's the thing where, as 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 Christmas episodes I want to do, at the end of the episode it starts to snow. <laughs> but it's not snow. Ash. It's the ash of the Sycorax's ship. And that and becomes a running gag. That's it. But that's... Is it ever going to be snow? <laughs> Every Christmas that's... it's never snow. Um, but, I mean, I finished watching that episode with a massive smile on my face. Was it the Lion King quote? Because that bit's... I'd forgotten the I've, I've forgotten the Lion King quote. Hit me with the Lion King quote. He does the um from the 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 day they arrived on the planet and blinking stepped into the light. No, that's the Lion King, and that's literally <laughs> what he says. He's talking to the Sigrax. It's it's brilliant, and it's it, you know you get this real feel for him as a doctor. There is a real quickly. there is a real sense of humour mm. in Tennant's yeah doctor. And, and dare I say playfulness? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you dare, Very Alice. Much. I think you dare. Um. I, I, which I, I really liked that. I thought that was great. And <coughs> excuse me. I like the fact that the solution to the problem of the Doctor not having completed regeneration properly was a cup of tea. Mm, yeah. That's the most Doctor Who thing that ever happened, Absolutely. surely. I mean, it could have been a jelly baby, but yeah. <laughs> and so, so we get we get all of that, mm. um, and we get a proper family Christmas. Jackie. And he gets a new outfit. He goes into the cupboard and puts on his new outfit. And yep. you get the brown coat. You get the riding coat, which I love. That coat is Well, amazing. also, what I loved about Tennant's costume, and it, it I mean, it, I, it, the BBC have said this now, but it took me ages to work it out. Oh, the forwards backwards colour. The forwards are backwards. Mm. So when he goes forward in time, it's blue. And when he goes backwards in time, it's brown. brown. Yeah. And they never mention it. It just no. always is. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I, I do have coat envy. That riding coat is amazing. I'm 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 a short guy. I could not pull that coat no. off. Yeah, I, I um, used to want the the Captain Jack coat, and then I was like, yeah, that's going to come down to my. Yeah, I've I've I wanted a I wanted a, a Royal Air Force great coat. My Where entire life. Why is that beyond me? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just put you in a sleeve. <laughs> what we do? Um, for the benefit of listeners, none we're all of, very short. None of us at all. <laughs> um, but Hat and Alice are really, really, really short. Really, really, really. Yeah. So, um, New Earth. So, moving on from Christmas. Now, New Earth was great. Um, I liked the cats. Okay, one of the things... Oh, excuse me a sec. Okay. Are we still recording? We're still recording. Where were we? Hmm. New Earth. New Earth. Cats. Cats. Never trust a nun, never trust a a nurse, never trust a cat. Um, (laughs) Which is what he says. Uh, Cat people... Uh, people that are cats. I really love the cat people. I what? really love the cat. I this love the is cat such people. brilliant makeup. And also, what I, one of my it brings in one of my favourite Who things that they do with special effects, which is they put wimples on everything. They can't be bothered to actually do more than three. So they do three, yeah. and they do the same thing with the Jadoon in yeah. Mark Jones. They that's do, what, that's why the Jadoon do wear helmets. Big helmets. They yeah. do it over and over again. You just get like you know the occasional face. Uh, it's the same with uh, the uh, no. Can't talk about that yet. Cool. Yes, <laughs> but I know I know the ones you're talking about. Amazing. <clears throat> and the other ones. Yes. Right. So we'll get to them. And it just becomes a thing that you spot. You characters spot it. The, the species. The species of the ca- of the two characters from the Paternoster game. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, my favourites. Can't wait for you to get uh, dropping hint, Dropping hints for Alice so, is, is, is starting to be fun. Yeah, I'm so enjoying New this. Earth, New Earth. I think one of the bravest things that New Earth does is it takes its shiny brand new Doctor and shows Zoe Wanamaker in his body. And two hearts, like, beating out a samba. It's, oh. it's David Tennant 
doing David that David Tennant was having so much fun. Oh my god, I love it. And then she goes into, you know, when she's just going through between the three bodies, it's just a glorious moment. I really enjoy that episode. It's stupid. Yes. It's completely stupid. And we get the face of Bo again. Who becomes important. Who becomes important. You don't know why yet. Yeah, she does. Oh, do you know she's why yet? all of that, yeah. I've seen done those. Grid, with gridlock, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, not no, Redlock. no, no. Uh, Don't know when the, you've, the at the end of the, the Doctor Donna. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. seen that. They used yeah. to call me the face of Bo. Yeah, yeah. No, can't be. Can't be. Yeah, <gasps> love that. So good. <laughs> Do you know what I actually quite liked about this episode is that they humanised Cassandra because it would have been very mm. easy to just leave her as like yeah. one of those old villains that was mm. just she she. Had so many surgeries one of to my, humanity. One of my favourite sections of it, though, is the the section where they just very, very cleverly avoid all of the swear words. Oh, you bit rich, coming from you, is brilliant. And so you're talking out of your... And then it goes on to another word, and it avoids yeah. saying bitch yeah. and ass in such a very cunningly, wonderfully, brilliantly <laughs> scripted moment... It's stunning. It's just like, yeah, that's a, a, a lovely way of doing that. Like a lovely script. It's the linguistic... And, Gorgeous. And, and again, links in the show notes. It's the linguistic version of the nudist episode of Made Marion and a Merry Man. Yes. Yes, 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 it is. Uh, oh, how, oh how you can have the entire cast of a children's show nude for the entire, entire programme and get away show. with it. I loved that show so much. Ah, oh, Danny John Jules was so good in that. He was brilliant in that. Oh, I He's brilliant in everything, but, yeah. you know, in that particular... But yeah, I love that. And I, yeah, I love that they did humanise her, and I also really appreciated um, the 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 whole concept of the freeing of them, and then you end up with the cat nurse yeah. nurse oh God, novice Hayne, yeah. who then comes back in gridlock, like you say, with mm-hmm. the face of her looking after him, which is the next season on, and she's like paying penance for everything that her people yeah. did in that. And episode. it is so mm-hmm. disturbing the what they on. do because that's basically. Um, do we recall what <gasps> the, one of the many things the Nazis yes, did? Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, Exper- the, not, not only did they yeah. perform horrifying experiments. Yeah. Horrifying experiments. <laughs> Gen- genocide is like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this is like that whole thing, isn't it? And never trust a nurse. Genocide was bad enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, so oh, I, 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 I love that episode. And I, Brilliant. I, I, yeah. Provided us with so much material now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like rapidly thinking, right, we need to skip through these series to get these series done because there's so many exciting eras to get through. Tooth and Claw, Torchwood House. Oh, so we get that yeah. little drop. Werewolves in Doctor Who. I didn't yeah. think I, if you told me it was going to happen, I wouldn't have believed it could work. It worked beautifully. It, but stunningly, mm-hmm. the monks were just too disturbing and strange and stupid. And why, 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 why are there martial artist monks in Scotland in that era? Mm. Uh, would anyone like to explain that to me, please? Thanks. Because that's the okay. only part of the episode that I just go... Okay, I can totally headcanon it. Please do. Okay. <laughs> so... I want this headcanon so bad so because I'm just like... We're talking Shaolin monks, yeah? They are Shaolin monks in Scotland. In a, in a country house in Scotland. Yeah, well then right. they're kind of up the road from a country house in Scotland, yeah. Um, and this is what, 1890, 1880? Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's late Victoria, isn't it? It's, it is late Victoria. <clears throat> so... 19th century Scotland. It's late 19th 19, late 19th century. Okay. Shaolin monks come from where? China. Yeah. Now, what were the British doing an awful lot of oh, in the dear. late 19th century? Yeah. What the British were doing and um, 
shot. Yeah, this is not. This is not. This is not our finest hour. But what we were, what we were basically doing in the late nineteenth century was we were selling a lot of drugs to the Chinese, and we were also sending a lot of missionaries to China, and so I suspect that some relative of what's his face that owned Torchwood House uh-huh. was a missionary in China. And learned to be a Shaolin monk. And, they're and, all... and knew the Shaolin monks and perhaps sent some to live with his brother in Scotland. Okay, the leader of the Shaolin monks is a white dude. Yeah, who, uh, who have learned it from the people that okay. have been sent. that's the time. Did you have a complete panic attack that the... It was the sound of me getting a glass of water. I, yeah, I mustn't ever do it again. Um, That's right, my wife just rang me up to, uh, to tell me off not answering a text, so, you know. That's cool. Um, yeah, see, I put my phone on silence, and I don't have a significant other to come bother us while we podcast. Oh, I wish mine would come bother us, but it's you're maybe a she will during the Matt Smith era, I'd like that a lot. Um, um, oh, I'm just really unimpressed with the men in the local areas. <laughs> so I have so, nothing to do with them. So, um... Yeah, Shaolin monks. Okay, fair enough. I will take that. That our uh, opium warring nightmare. And all of that was inspired by *Chariots of Fire*, <laughs> which I appreciate was nineteen twenties, but yeah, but still, got you. Okay, cool. But yes, we get Torchwood House, and we get Queen Victoria getting very pissed off with the Doctor and knighting him and exiling him on the same mm-hmm. day, which comes back in another episode we discussed. And, and yes, and performed beautifully by Pauline Cotton. It's she was good. very good. Fabulous. <laughs> and uh, Rose spends a whole episode trying to get her to say we are not amused because Rose is just annoying in this episode, frankly. She is really, really So annoying. irritating. Um, I'll tell you what else I loved about it. Um, one of my, I was going to say non-geeky pastimes, but it's astronomy, so it is kind of geeky. Yes. It's astronomy. Uh, and I loved the fact that they had this huge, apparently a telescope thing. Mm. On the top of the thing, which didn't work. Yeah. Because it wasn't a telescope. It, no. was, it was working backwards. Um, and I, I, loved, I loved that. I loved the, I loved the idea that the, 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 the MacGuffin was optics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was cool. Very cool. Very, <laughs> very cool. cool. And this is why he'd, he'd kept on chipping away at the diamond. And there's yeah. just some lovely little moments. Yeah, the little history and, and uh, astronomy nerds could really feel it was cool. fun about. It was, as, it, was, it was as cool as a potato in a fridge. It was. It was uh, very cool. And we were, we're, I'm rapidly moving this through. Sorry. Um, so you I, beca- I'm being Steve. You're, you're channelling your inner being, Steve, aren't you? Hi, well, Steve, you're channelling it. The one I'd like to talk about is the girl in the fire. Can I quickly just talk about school reunion because we have to... Oh! Now, you see, this probably means more to us than it does to you. Yeah. Because school reunion, my Harriet... Oh, no, Harriet, for no. God's sake. My Sarah Jane. My Sarah Jane. My Sarah J- You left me in Aberdeen! Yeah, she really gets pissed off and glorious. <laughs> and the, the the thing between Sarah Jane and Rose and how they both get pissy about the Doctor and both want to claim him. Oh, and then suddenly. And then in the next season, we have uh, two, two seasons on, we have Martha and we have uh, <coughs> Donna meeting and they're both just like, yeah, and... And he's just like, no, no, don't. And it just kind of his his whole attitude and their attitude yeah. and all that is beautifully mirrored. And I love that. I think that's really clever. Um, I love school we, because you get K nine. We get K nine back. back. So for us that like watched it as kids, that episode I think probably means way more. There are a lot of really crap things about the episodes. The world is saved by chips. Um, which like cool? Yeah, the world being saved by the world, the world being Greece. the world being changed by chips comes back in Capaldi in an awful way. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, and um, of course, there's that. Uh, I mean, chips are a recurring theme all the way through. They there. are very much. Aren't they? Through the whole of Dog Two, I really want chips. Let's get chips. This is at the end of uh, the second the second episode of Eccleston. Yeah. Um, and then it comes back here, and you just get these like wonderful chip moments occurring all the way through. But the Glorious performance by Anthony Head as like the bat demon headmaster Anthony is Head really spectacular. Is so good. Not 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 feeling it. No. <laughs> and again, okay. but you see again, Giles means Buffy. An awful lot well, yeah, to me. Yeah, I I I, I can uh, I don't actually own. I'm, I'm still in two minds to actually because I've not what. Yeah, again, this is another show. I haven't watched. <gasps> <Jesus> <laughs> well, do you know what? 2020s podcasts are just completely <laughs> sorted, aren't they? <laughs> Done it. Right, we're good. We're so golden. after Doctor Who, that's it, Buffy. Buffy. Please. Oh, oh my God! I've got an excuse please. to rewatch the whole of Buffy. It doesn't stand up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, my wife has just appeared to uh, admonish Alice for having never watched Buffy, and Alice is hiding under a bench. So, so Project Corruption, Alice begins. Yes. <laughs> yes. Again. Buffy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, Next. yeah, we we have Doctor to do that. D and D and Buffy. Yes. Wonderful. That that has to happen. Yeah. Oh my god, it does. You. Would, oh my god, you would have so much to talk about. But oh my yes, right. Okay, anyway, that's something to worry about later. Let's yeah. Move on to yeah, the girl we're, we're in the fireplace. We're coming back to that because you want to talk about the girl in the fireplace, which is great. Yeah. Go for it. Go. Well, just. Uh, where do you begin? <laughs> where do you begin? Just, do you just begin? the whole premise of it. The reason why they want to steal the brain of. Uh, a Renette is because they the ship is named after her I mean that's the end of the film isn't it you, the yeah. end of the episode you discover that they're trying to steal she is brain. incomplete <laughs> okay and it's this and the ship is this old and the whole design of the it's and the, oh my god, they're the most beautiful clockwork yeah. monsters. Yes. The, clockwork, the, clockwork, the clockwork robots. Mm. He, the doctor actually says, Oh, you're beautiful. Mm. And they are. They are magnificent. So beautiful. Uh, mm. And terrifying. Oh, all of the most perfect things. But wonderful. And, and just a fantastic. <clears throat> is it Sophia Miles? Yeah, Sophia Miles. Yeah, she gives a great performance. Yeah, and well, there's also. I, I love her. I, mm-hmm. One of my very. I Weary Traveller is a line that kills me every time. One of my favourite books. <laughs> Is uh, the time traveller's wife? Yeah, and, and there's a real, there's a it. real time traveller's wife vibe. Yeah, to, well, no, to I, this episode. I, I read up and it's actually inspired <clears throat> by the time traveller's wife. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, and I, I love yeah, again, love that book as well. I love that because hey, Madame de Pompadour is not an, an unproblematic character in history. No, mm-hmm. um, but but then again, who wasn't in the French court? Well, quite. <laughs> but I, I love. <laughs> I love the way they made her real. Yeah, she's not. God, uh, they could have. Like, they could have. <laughs> she could have been a damsel who needed. She could have yeah. been a damsel who needed rescue. And she wasn't. And she isn't at any point. No. In spite of the fact that David Tennant rides a white charger through a mirror to rescue her and gets trapped in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he, he, she isn't that kind of character. No. She's taking care of herself. Yes, she is. <laughs> Um, which and is, France and France, which is why she does the thing she does. Yeah. Um, and this is Versailles, and we are French. Just like she has some like absolutely standout moments. It's it's phenomenal, and she does show a real. This French. is also this is also the point, and I, I've mentioned this on the and podcast the end, before. Ending of the episode, so incredibly heartbreaking. Yeah. But it also it 
it, and great chemistry it, it now Tennant and Smiles as well. It now puts me in mind of the TV show Versailles, which mm. if listeners, if you haven't watched, you should. <coughs> Reg loves that. Uh, I'll lend you the DVD. Honestly, just drop it in the shop. I'll lend you the DVD. So they're, they're, it's very, very good. Or you could buy them. That would be good. You could buy them. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the, the end, as you say, the ending of that episode is heartbreaking. Absolutely, um, I think what's quite interesting as well, aside from like the stunning, uh, like you say, the chemistry and the story that's happening between Tenon and Renette, is the fact that you know Mickey and Rose are just trotting around a ship because they're just like, uh, we he's just jumped through a mirror and that's him gone, and now we're trapped mm-hmm. on this ship in space. He really didn't give a damn about us, did he? He just okay. It's an interesting and yet stark contrast between what's going yeah. on between. What the doctor's getting up and to, what's and really, what the, yeah, and visually from a design perspective, because that person, um, this really no, industrial, no, no, no. industrial spaceship, and it is a very industrial spaceship. Like the external design of it is just—it's not like some swish, beautiful like thing. And I nearly spoiled something that happens later, and so I didn't, and I held myself back. And you know what I'm talking about? I do, right? So this very, very industrial spaceship, and it is like you know. Classic, who almost like big textural great like walls yeah. and everything. This feels very much like Red Dwarfy, and then you've got Versailles. Yes, literal Versailles, which is mm. Versailles, so beautiful, as decadent, absolutely. So you've got this incredible contrast, yeah, between two champs running around on a spaceship. <laughs> Because that's, that's exactly who they are. That is yeah. the design. That's what they've been <clears throat> put as, you know. And, and it's not Versailles. just a, it's and not just a spaceship. Doctor chooses Versailles. Yeah. And that is something that is not for me adequately addressed <laughs> by think, Rose and Mickey. I think, that's, I think that's fair. Uh, but I think that Rose and Mickey both do what companions have so often done. Even back in the days when they were called assistants. Yeah. Um, which is just let the doctor off the hook. Yeah, they do. Which uh, is the doctor is perpetually, perpetually let off the hook. Mm. The doctor never has to answer for any of their actions, no. ever. Yeah, um, you know, I, when, when do they ever get called out? Well... Once or twice. Um, Waters of Mars, but Waters you're of Mars. not there yet, so we'll leave that. Um, but, yeah, there's not... But rarely, Waters of Mars, for sure. And I think that's what a really... Um, I can't wait you to watch it so we can discuss that. Yeah, it's that's gonna really, be great. really um, nah, interesting, that's gonna be great. interesting thing. But yeah, so from there, from that stunning, beautiful episode, we get Rise of the Cybermen and the Age of Steel, which is the mm. first instance of the alternate universe. Yep. So we finally crash the TARDIS through to an alternate universe, and he, we finally meet Ricky. Yeah. Which t- obviously, um, <laughs> poor Mickey has been called Ricky forever, and we find yeah. that his grandma's alive, and he's actually happier there, and his like alternate self is over there, and yeah, uh, there's a whole other world of alternate people, but Rose doesn't exist. She's a dog. Yeah. And a mother and father <laughs> are still together, but a mother's a. <laughs> and we find out what she'd be like if she had money. And the answer is poor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's which, interesting. Um, all of which I liked. Yeah. Um, I liked... The... I really liked the dirigibles. I was just about to say the same thing. The shorthand for... Ooh, in an alternate universe. Airships! Airships. So great. Well, Dude, I... His dark materials. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Yeah, they're still yeah. using that trope. Philip Pullman was... Had already written that trope, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a steampunk trope as well, isn't yeah, it? You, totally. kn- you know you're in an alternative universe because there's airships. Yeah. I love Maybe airships. Maybe they should just bring them back. I, <laughs> I, I really them. love them. I think they're great. Well, do you know what they tried? And the problem was that the airship that they designed looked like a massive arse and then they crashed it. Yeah. Uh, but they, 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 they 
but I'm not going down this rabbit hole tonight. But no, but cool. airships need to come back. Yes. Um, they'd be much more environmentally friendly. They're slower. Which is fine. But they can have greater they range. all do with slowing down a bit. They go, and it doesn't matter anyway. If it's stuff that you're just moving around, okay. like with the canals, as long as you send one off every 10 minutes, then one arrives every 10 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. Anyway, Big moving on. sky buses. Moving on. But yeah, so, I, I mean, Rise of the Cybermen, uh, an Age of Steel, I really love those episodes because you, you've already been, like, hinted at Cybermen in Dalek way back which you know you see which we the, haven't talked about particularly talked about, but because god let's not talk about that annoying boy that's in it who but he, he but but the the collector had a um cyberman, cyberman uh, yeah. head, head an original cyberman head yes, i would point also. out so these are the these are the um the boot cut legging uh cyberman of the boot cut trouser variety now a lot, of, a lot of people got very cross about them because they're not from mondas mm, yeah no. But no. They, it's an alternate universe, guys. Yeah, speaking personally, I don't care. No, I but, couldn't give a damn. Um, Either way, they're terrifying. <laughs> yeah, delete uh, became a delete. terrifying word. Um, and also, you know, the idea of like completely removing emotion. And then when they put the emotion back to kill them off. Ooh, woof. That yeah. was really... But I, I that, mean, was, that was really dark. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> I like... Bleep. There we go. Um, <clears throat> but I... I I, I liked the the way they used the upgrades mm. as a, a not it's Doctor Who so it's not subtle. No, there's no, um, no subtlety. In satire Who. on our current upgrade culture. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to have the latest tech. It's got to yeah. be My, the download with the joke at the end and them all standing on the zebra crossing laughing together is yeah. just a stunning moment of like, yep, that is meme format, but mm-hmm. through your I've, earpods. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's. I, I thought that was nicely done. Hmm, I mean, yeah. not subtle at all, but it is a kids' show. You don't have to yeah. be totally. subtle. And it, it does introduce the Cybermen, which of course then come back at the end of the season, which is mm. really quite good. And the you know this is the introduction of the alternate universe and the Cybermen and all of that, which I think is really which great. becomes a very important. And absolutely, do you know what it highlights? What makes great science fiction is, in my opinion, what great science fiction does is that it takes either the latest technology or what is going to be the next technological advancement, mm. but then takes almost the philosopher's approach to it and thinks about what that's impl- what's that, what are the implications for mm. humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, what yeah. Are, and also in organically inserts the questions that philosophers have been debating for, well, since... There was consciousness really since since we were able to debate, yeah. Um, such as what is what defines good and evil, mm-hmm. what defines a human? Yeah, is absolutely. it consciousness or is it something? El- yeah, well, yeah. Is it something else? Yeah, you know, that's what science fiction does. Yeah, and I think this is why I'm actually loving Doctor Who and why I'm completely changing my mind about from what my opinion of it was a year or so ago. Is actually, this is what do- even though on on the surface it seems like a really stupid kids show, and it is. Actually, I mean, let's, let's never get away from the fact that it is. Yes, but there is depth to it. It actually absolutely, yeah. There, there is a season with Love and Monsters in it. It absolutely is a stupid kids show. Oh God, Love and Mo- Love and Monsters was for me the worst episode of Doctor Who of all time, True. right up until Kablam. Oh, same. Um, but 
just talking about technology and the yeah. way that good science fiction takes the idea of technology, the next episode on from this is The Idiot's Lantern. Damn, you're doing this well. I'm sitting here with You are the segue queen. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay on target. But also, just to talk about, like, one of, for, which is an episode which for me is frankly terrifying and also a brilliant mm-hmm. episode of Doctor Who from a, a, a story standpoint. They've taken this whole idea of modern technology and, like, the idea of how we are obsessed with it. And then they've gone back to the 60s. Mm-hmm. And they've taken the idea of what was yeah. the idiot's lantern, and like that's the technology at the time, and they use the terminology and everything, and taking that whole thing of TV and it's sucking out your brain. Yeah, and it does, and it's like okay, they've done the same thing, but in a different place at a different time. They, they done it and retro- it's very clever. They've done it retroactively, and, and they just—I like, can't remember. And they the sit these episodes side yeah. by side. And it's yeah. glorious, and I, I can't remember her name, and I'm really annoyed. The actress, but the but the the, 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 whole, the housewife. Oh no, no, the housewife. The end where she's like, right, okay, I'm done with your shit, get out of my house. Yeah, she's fabulous. I was just like, yes. I cannot find her name, I'm afraid. But her, yeah, that whole thing is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Like, you fought against the sun turning around and going, you fought <laughs> against, you, you fought so uh, people like me could could do what we want and say what we want and everything. That whole argument and, and Rose yelling about union flags. And there's all sorts of brilliant moments in that episode. And mm-hmm. the housewife is fabulous. And the grandma and hiding her in the room is that brilliant horror yeah. that yeah. horror moment and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a brilliant faceless, faceless people and it's a brilliant episode Maureen it's really truly is Maureen Lippman is always spectacular I, I've got ridiculous amounts of time for Maureen Lippman yeah so that that's it is, I even liked her in the telecom ads <laughs> and what what I like about it is that they've, they've gone for, for well not forwards in time they've skipped over to another universe to do one thing with technology mm. and then they've gone back in time to do Essentially, the, the, the same, the, a same it's the thing. the same message. The same message, but in a completely different direction in a way that yeah. is ultimately, for me, creepier uh, and kind of weirder. And there's so many other bits and pieces to it, which I, I really love. It's also when they introduced Magpie Electronics. Oh, yes, which has come back over and which over Which has come over back over many again. times since. Mm-hmm. Which you will start to spot it. You spot Once you've seen it, you keep spotting it. Peter Capaldi's yeah. guitar amp. Oh, amazing. Yes. Uh, we've got The Impossible Planet and The Satan Pit. Which, yeah, which... Introduced the Ood. The Introduced the Ood. No, can I just say... Impossible Planet. That's Ood. Has, has what is for me the most appalling cold open in the whole of Doctor Who, where you have these quite scary looking monsters <laughs> with the tentac- with the, the, the linguine mouths. And Would you like them. a cup of tea? And because it, it starts with the, we must feed, we must feed, we must feed, and they're they're closing in on the Doctor mm. and Rose, and then it cuts to then you get the sting, and it cuts to the th- opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back and say, we must feed, we must feed you if you are hungry. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah, it's bad. That's, that's, it's a, 19, bad. that's a 1940s RKO radio serial <laughs> level of terrible yeah, cliffhanger. really bad. It is so, really, really bad. So for me, it gets off to a terrible start, but... Stunning episode. Oh, it's great. It's ups- uh, Am I right? Was it just me that got the Lovecraftian sort of vibes... Oh no, I don't think they were that subtle. I think, I think they were yeah. definitely um, there. Fairly strong. I almost felt like the design of the set. I wonder if whoever designed the set was a fan of Alien as well, because I've also got some <laughs> Alien vibes. There's definitely an Alien vibe going on. I, maybe I don't know. If and also, f- just talking about philosophical ideas. Good. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, 
it Phenomenal. has Satan in this <laughs> Literal Satan. <laughs> Literal Satan. Literal Satan. And I mean, for me, one of my favourite things about it is that it, it's, it gives you one of Murray Gold's most stunning pieces of music, which is never to be repeated, mm. which is a real shame. Like, the, the Doomsday track, which mm. I will... Oh, my God. That, the music for Doomsday is something else. It's stunning. And, and, it, and Rose's theme and the way he's used that, he uses that later in this series, and then the way it comes back in, in the Donna Noble series... Yeah. when we, we see these little rose inserts and you get that that beat from Doomsday it's phenomenal and we get that repeated which is really great because it's a stunning piece of music but the music for um, the, the Satan Pit is incredible yeah. and so short and so underused and I just want to shout it out please absolutely and, it. And, and you know what I, I, stunning just the, the backdrop for this episode a planet that is literally like on the brink of a black hole that yeah. can't mm. get sucked in yeah and isn't that kind of perfect for that to be the holding cell of oh, Satan. Satan? Yeah. Just oh, on the event horizon. Yeah. Can't go anywhere. <laughs> Stunning. It's, and, and, and actually works in physics, pretty much. Nice. Right. The, 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 the science is sound. Oh, that's that's good. Let's not um, talk about science that's unsound in Doctor Who until a lot later when you catch up. Well, there isn't very much sound science in Doctor Who, but that actually is sound. It's, yeah, it's um, a really specific one that's really, really bad. Oh, uh, there are a couple, actually. Um, Capaldi yeah some dreadful science in Capaldi I got so cross mm. we're skipping ahead sorry Alice um, <laughs> but this science is good science so, so yeah so I liked do you know what I hated about the Satan Pit though and the conclusion of the Satan Pit is um, everybody gets away the Doctor the Doctor uses the TARDIS mm. and, and gets everybody out mm. but just casually because couldn't save the Ood I'm afraid and then he comes back later in um, mm. with Donna Noble and says, yet another Ood I couldn't save. Yeah. And it's like... It's, it's good that he feels it. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I, I, in the I episode... I feel so sorry for the Ood. In the episode, yeah. in the episode... And oh it God, was that, in... that episode as well. The oh, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm doing an impression of you holding a brain yeah. in my hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that. another episode that was just... Disturbing. <laughs> so so disturbing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, it, it, and, it, it, I just couldn't help but think of colonialism in a way. Absolutely. The, the thing with the Ood and the way they're treated all the way through it is, you mm. know, the the oh, they the, are the eventually. Auction. It's like it, I, I just had flashbacks to watching to when I watched Twelve Years a Slave. Mm. It's the, what is. Well, I think those parallels are obviously oh, deliberate. Are deliberate. Yeah. yeah the, the, oh yeah, without question. Yeah. The the um the. Him saying yet another route I couldn't save, and him him fixing the problem that you know releasing the brain and mm. letting them sing and yeah. freeing them, and the circle being broken and everything, is wonderful. But it doesn't make up for the no, just just that, just that in, moment in, in that the episode. episode. Yeah, absolutely. In, I mean, it, it's slightly redeemed by what happens in the future, but that's mm. in the future. And, and I can't like, yeah. think as well. I was he, really... only, he only went back for one person rather than save yeah. an entire race. It was uh, it was. One of the things that I get upset about in Doctor Who is when the Doctor doesn't behave like the Doctor. That's mm. why I hate Kablam. Um, but you'll get to Kablam, Alice, and you'll hate it every bit as much oh as we do. Oh, my God, you're going to hate... I think Alice might actually be... Alice, back. you'll hate it more. You'll hate it more. I think you will. Why? Is this, it, why is we can't tell you. We no, can't. it's not a Smith It's a Jodie it's a Jody, it's a Jody, it's a Jody Whittaker episode. Oh, OK. Um, it's the only bad Jodie Whittaker episode. And it's... 
The worst episode, and it's of, the worst episode of Doctor Who. Life. And we're telling you this now so that you go into it knowing... Yeah, go in armed. Because really, Liz never saw it. She was cooking, right, okay? And she was like, oh, I missed Doctor Who this week. And I was like, don't worry. You never have to see that episode. And she never has. And I feel like her life is better for it, but I feel like you need to see it so that you can respond at a pitch that is even higher and louder than mine was that nearly broke your ears after the yeah. episode where I yelled about it. I swore at the telly. And I feel like you will have you a will similar, definitely. similar response to me. But again, we're skipping ahead. That's Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Um, but... When the Doctor the, doesn't behave like the Doctor. The, the, the yeah, thing absolutely. is, the Doctor is not behaving like the Doctor. Mm, yeah. In fact, they're, 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 they're the very opposite of what the Doctor is. Absolutely. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of the character. Mm. I don't know who wrote it. Which? The Satan Pit? Satan Pit. Would you like to know? I can tell you. Oh, that, that was Russell T. Davies. Uh, was it, it was Russell T Davies and somebody else? Matt Jones and Sydney Newman. Oh, I thought it was... Oh. Apparently wrote the same bit. Really? Because oh, Sydney Newman is... IMDB says. Yeah, okay. Oh. Okay. Right, no, no. Matt Jones and Sydney Newman, it says... Okay, I read that wrong. I... <sighs> uh, director James Strong. I, so I think... I'm so glad it wasn't Russell T Davies. Yeah, me too. Uh, I feel like he knows him better. Because he should know the Doctor better than Damn that. Damn right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hated the end of that for that reason. It mm-hmm. was it was Having said wrong. That. And also, I do feel Russell T like... Davies wrote Love and Monsters. So yeah. Um, <sighs> feel that episode. The worst episode ever. Actually, should we talk about Love and Monsters? No. I don't think we need to talk about an episode where there is a um, BJ joke regarding a pavement slab (laughs) with a face of moaning metal. And I think that we can just move past that episode as fast as physically possible. Yeah. Because it's excruciating. There was a lot of running down corridors, which I appreciate. The only good thing about it is the inclusion of Mr. Blue Sky. So... Moving on. Actually, the the lesson we learn the lesson we learn from uh, from Love and Monsters is... Bin slipping. Don't don't let don't let Blue Peter design a monster in a competition. Yeah. Don't do that ever. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Okay, we are coming up to the hour, so we will stop it there. Join us next week for the final instalment on this section of Alice's exploration of Doctor Who, uh, which will take us almost, almost to the end of the Tenant era. Um, but between now and then, we have Christmas. So, uh, all of us here at uh, Geek Towers would like to wish all of you out there in Radio and Podcast Land a very, very happy Christmas. We will see you again before the new year. Um, and just on a housekeeping note, um, from a Destination Venus point of view, we are open uh, under the stairs at the Everyman Cinema all of next week, except for Christmas Day. Um, even I am not dedicated enough to open on Christmas Day, but we are open on Boxing Day between 11 and 4, um, and we're open as normal every day apart from that. Uh, so we hope to see you there. Many Christmas presents may be had, um, but if we don't, that's fine. Um, we will see you here for the next Geeks at the Gate. Until we do, be kind to yourselves, be kind to everyone else, and above all else. We're holding the gates open, we're calling the reindeer, Have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast.
find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksatthegate or contact us on Twitter at geeksatthegates or contact us by email on mail4geeksatthegates at gmail.com That is the number four, not the word. Geeks at the Gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire.